Welcome to your IVF Abroad podcast, where I will share, educate and empower you on your journey with infertility and IVF Abroad. I'm Emma Haslam, your host, mum, via treatment abroad and the IVF Abroad expert. Since the birth of my son in 2018, I have made it my mission to make fertility treatment more transparent, accessible, supported and affordable. I now help people around the world just like you to find a safe, best fit clinic, have fertility treatment and achieve their dreams of starting or expanding their families. And I'm here now to help you too. Hello, it's Emma Haslam here dropping into your ear with this week's episode of the podcast where I'm going to tell you about some of my regrets. Now, I'm not generally the kind of person who believes in having regrets because we all do our best. We all do our best with what information we have at the time. And there's no point in getting stuck in regrets because there's nothing you can do about them apart from learn from them. Um, And that's what I want this podcast to be about, me maybe sharing some of the things that I do regret because the things that are big things that I wish I'd done differently, some of those things I could have taken control of, perhaps didn't realise at the time, um, but didn't. And that's okay. I'm not beating myself up about that. And I don't want you to either. But there's definitely things that I can share. And because infertility is such an important one, if I can help one person by sharing some of my regrets and it makes them think, oh, actually, do you know, that's a really good point. And they then think it through and it may change their course of action. It might not, but it, it might. Because as I said earlier, you can only do what you can do with the information that you have. And if you don't have that information, then you don't necessarily know. And then you can't necessarily change things that might make you have less or no regrets when it comes to your journey with infertility. And as we know, there's so much guilt or, and shame, or there was for me, attached to my infertility. I know it was the same from husband Adam. And while I can sit here and say, don't feel like that, it's not your fault, you've got nothing to feel guilty about or shameful about, I know that lots of you will feel like that, no matter what I say. People said it to me, I still felt like that. So if I can reduce that for you, then that is the mission of this podcast. And as I say, I I don't believe in kind of hanging on to regrets, um, but hopefully there's some, some lessons and helpful information here that will help you. So the first one that I regret, and it's in no particular order, but I regret staying on an NHS waiting list for treatment for two years and then being refused treatment in the end anyway. And if you've listened to my previous episodes, you'll you'll have a bit of an idea why that was, but just as a kind of recap. So my diagnosis was perimenopause, low AMH, and my husband had um, low sperm count and motility. So our diagnoses were absolutely nothing to do with weight, but because of the rules for our care commissioning group in our area my BMI at that time needed to get to under 
35. So away I went and I lost six stone, which if anybody listening to this is overweight, even if you're not, I'm sure you can appreciate that's a lot of weight, very difficult. And it took me two years because it's a lot of weight to lose and I wanted to do it sensibly and healthily. What didn't cross my mind was the fact that what if things changed? What if the rules changed? I just went away on the basis that I lost six stone and would be referred for fertility treatment from gynecology. And then when I went back, the stupid rules had changed anyway. And the BMI limit in my area then became 30. If I'd have lived down the road, my six stone weight loss would have been fine because I didn't, it wasn't. And at that point, when faced with losing another two, two and a half stone, I just said no, because I was fit, I was healthy. And like I say, my diagnosis had nothing to do with my weight. If it had, fair enough. It was all about money, how the CCG wanted to preclude people. And I didn't want to wait any longer. You know, thinking about it now, rationally, without the emotion, my diagnosis, for goodness sake, was low AMH and perimenopause. And then I went away and wasted two years of my fertility journey losing weight. Now, of course, we do these things. And if you haven't got the money for private treatment, which we didn't have, you do these things. But on reflection, I wish I'd have stopped and thought to myself, hang on, is there another route? Even if I'd have used that time to save up money to go and have treatment abroad, because that would have still got me to having treatment quicker. And that would have saved me precious time on my journey with infertility. Would it have made a difference in terms of being able to use my own eggs and Adam's own sperm? Probably not. And now sitting here as mum to a beautiful little boy, I genuinely, it genuinely does not bother either of us. Um, And if things were different, he would be different. And so I wouldn't want things to be different. I I wish for a less complicated story for him. Um, But that's kind of not the point. The the point is that that was two years, two years of my life, two more years of being consumed as well by infertility. So I wish I'd have just paused for a second and, and thought to myself, hang on, that's not going to help me get pregnant, wasting another two years. And is there any other options? Um, because ultimately we ended up moving to private treatment abroad anyway. My second regret, I really regret spending £1,000 on three consultations, roughly, with clinics in the UK. To feel like a number, to feel like I didn't really get any value to really struggle in getting transparent pricing prior to the consultations. And so then what happened with a couple of them, we couldn't actually afford to go with them. So we paid our consultation money, got the kind of prices afterwards. Now, don't get me wrong, treatment plans, you can go in thinking you're going to have one treatment and come out when it's going to be another. So they can't possibly anticipate that until you've had your consultation. But if you're asking for a price for IVF with ICSI, what is and isn't included, that should not be a difficult thing to answer. Yet it was. And so it pissed me off that we couldn't actually afford to go with those clinics. And if they'd have just been up front in the first place, it would have, again, saved time and energy. 
but also we wouldn't have wasted money. That money could have gone towards our fertility treatment. And I'm not saying that all clinics in the UK, Australia, Canada, America, wherever you're listening to this from, are the same. They won't be, but this is my experience. But I also hear this a lot from clients that come to us that have had treatment in their home countries first. And of course, when you go abroad, most clinics are free for consultation or some charge for the first consultation. It's a nominal fee that is then refunded should you decide to go ahead with them. And then you are, all your further consultations are then are then free. And sadly, I'm not alone in any of this. I think that's the thing. Like, this is my experience or my experiences, but doing the, the job that I do, I speak to lots of people and this is happening to them too. So it might be, hap- it might be happening to you as well. Um, I regret not being able to get any help with fertility treatment abroad. I was frantically Googling. We both were desperately looking for some guidance, some impartial information to make informed decisions that weren't, you know, well, as I said, in- impartial, that weren't biased um, from somebody that knew what it was like going through it and, and where to go to get all of the questions you probably won't yet know you're going to have. Um, particularly if you haven't had fertility treatment before, but also if you do leave your home country and go and have treatment abroad, you know, it does add an extra layer of stuff to sort out. So I really regret I couldn't find that help. That isn't something I could control because it just did not exist. But you do have that option. If you don't have a budget, you've got things like my podcast and blog to help. But if you have got a budget, then I really recommend getting some support. You know, I offer different options and ways to work with me to suit different people's budgets. I want you to have informed, impartial information so that you can make informed decisions, so that you can take some control back on your journey with infertility, so that you can not waste time and energy and you can focus on the important bits and to give you the best chances of success. And no, I can't guarantee that working with me is going to bring you a baby. I wish that it could. I know that we've got a super high success rate of over 80% for our clients, but it's not guaranteed. No one can guarantee that, but I can guarantee you that you will be looked after that because we're not tied to any clinics, there's no taking of commission. In fact, if there's a commission available, then it goes to our one-to-one clients off their treatment directly. And because we work independently, you know that any recommendations that, that I make are in your best interest. We also work across Europe and work with lots of clinics who are really able to help people find the right clinic for them in terms of their diagnoses and also in terms of being in the sort of destination they want to be in and and having support through fertility treatment. I I can't stress enough how important it is. My husband and I set up your IVF abroad because what we needed didn't exist. And because we were so passionate about telling you that that there are some choices. I know for some people there is no money for private, private treatment, even if you save. And that, sucks it's awful and we shouldn't have to pay for it and I wish things were different but they're not and so if you're gonna have to pay for it why would you pay more and and sometimes it's things like fear 
um, overwhelm, confusion, but I'm here to help with that. And as I said, I'm impartial. So I'm not on the side of clinics. I'm not tied to anybody. It's not about who's paying us the most commission. It's about what is right for you in terms of your personality and your diagnoses. And I want you to do things safely as well. And I want you to make informed decisions and understand what you're doing, particularly if it comes to things like donor conception. You need to understand. Um, and I just can make your life a lot easier. And, you know, as I said, if you don't have any any money for support, then I'm glad you listen to this podcast because at least you're getting something. And I've got a blog on my website as well, which I'll link in the show notes um, where you can go and, you know, read more information on fertility treatment abroad. But if you want to dive in and get more personal and me to be able to really support and help you, then please do get in touch. If, if it's not me, if I can't help you, I will signpost you elsewhere. And I offer a 30 minute consultation where we can look and see which is the best service for you, talk it through and make sure that I'm a good fit for you. So that is a regret I have. I regret that there wasn't anybody out there to help me because I've become the expert that I wish was out there because it wasn't um, the expert that we really needed. And it did make things more stressful and more overwhelming. I felt constantly unsure of myself all the way through and actually I didn't need that stress. You know, it's stressful enough, isn't it, going through fertility treatment without that as well and always wondering if things were safe and always wondering you know not really understanding things about donor conception and fortunately things turned out all right for us but it doesn't always I'm not saying it to scare you but you need to know what you're doing you need to be able to check um places are registered and regulated and I'll you know I'll talk about that more in another episode but if you if you're thinking about going abroad please do consider getting some support if you've got some budget um because I really think it's worth it. And that's why I set this company up. You know, it's it's because I feel so passionately about IVF abroad, but with support and with the right information. And, you know, IVF abroad changed my life for the better. And I genuinely mean it when I say that even if I hadn't have had a positive outcome with my little boy, I still would not have regretted going abroad. And for the clients that I've worked with where it hasn't worked so far, they have said the same thing as you can see it in my, in my testimonials on my website or on the highlights on Instagram, where they've said the same thing as me, they don't regret going abroad. And I think one of the things about going abroad, the fact that you can stretch your budget further means that should you need more treatment, the money is there. And like for us, if we'd have gone in the UK, all our money would have gone on one cycle when actually we needed three. And so for us, I've said this before, but you know, I'm saying it again because I wouldn't have my little boy if I hadn't have gone abroad. And so, you know, I really want you to consider it because it can be life-changing. Um, but if I'd have gone in the UK and had one round, spent all of that money, I wouldn't be pregnant. Um, and obviously I'd have major regrets about that whereas I know we said if these cycles fail then we know we've done everything we can um and it would have been horrible it would have been hard but I wouldn't have had any regrets and neither would Adam and I genuinely mean that so I don't want these things for you 
let me help you. Come and chat to me if you think that I can, you know, might be the person to help you. There's not going to be any like sales script or hard sell or anything like that. Yuck. It'll just be one infertile person, me, hello, talking to you and your partner if you've got one to see if we're going to be a good fit. All of my services and prices are transparently written on our website and I'll pop the link in the show notes as well. Go and have a look. There are different tiers of support depending on what you need and what your budget is. And don't be afraid to contact me and let's just have a chat. Let's see. Um, because IVF abroad can be a fantastic thing. It really can. Um, but I want you to do it safely. I want you to do it properly. And I want you to do it with no regrets. So that's all from me today. I'll drop the information in the show notes and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to your IVF abroad podcast with me, Emma Haslam. If you're interested in finding out if IVF Abroad could be right for you, then download my free checklist at yourivfabroad.co.uk forward slash who is IVF Abroad for.